Hey, we're back with episode 10 of the Joseph Farrell Fairchild Realtor Podcast. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the first nine. If not, oh, suck it, as my kids would say. I hope my kids wouldn't say it. It's two daughters, but um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have any questions or if there's a topic that I haven't covered yet or something you'd like to ask me about it, feel free to go ahead and email me at josephlfairchild at gmail.com or josephfairchildreality at gmail.com. Of course, you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, even a little bit of Google+, LinkedIn, all kinds of different things. So plenty of ways for you to reach me if you've got questions or if you've got a topic that you want me to cover a little bit. So feel free to do that, and you can even call me at 714-883-1656. We're going to cover a bunch of different things today. Like I said, it is episode 10 of the Joseph Fell Fairchild Realtor Podcast. One of the first things I wanted to talk about is if you're thinking about downsizing, and, and this question comes up about this time every year because you know, you're getting uh, kids headed off to college or kids that just graduated from college, so they're going to be moving out, and, and mom and dad are going, you know, do I really need this 3,000-square-foot headache or do I really want to take care of this? And, and I even get this question myself. When I, when I think about it, because every year about Christmas time, I try to decide if I'm going to throw up Christmas lights because, God, I don't enjoy jumping up on those on that roof and hanging lights over the edge. But, you know, there's a couple of big questions you need to make sure you ask yourself before you, ju- before you jump into that question, before you make a decision, actually. And biggest and probably most important is a two-parter. And really what I'm looking for there is, is trying to decide, you know, number one, how much equity do I have or, you know, how much is my home worth? And then number two, how much equity do I have in that home? And, you know, if you've paid off your mortgage, the, the second question, the value is pretty easy and the second question is pretty easy. But, you know, if, if you've borrowed against it or if you're to pay for college or something of that nature, it's not quite so easy of a question to answer anymore. But, uh, you know, once you get past the monetary issues and where you're where you're going to go and what you're going to live in, the next one kind of comes up a little bit easier. And it's basically, you know, do you want to stay in the same neighborhood? You you become very comfortable. You know where everything's at. You know where all the schools are at, which you probably don't need as much anymore. Um, but you know, you know, if you're say you're living in East Lake of Yorba Linda, you know what's around there. You know where the Vons is at. You know where the Starbucks is at. You know the simple things. You know where to go for a walk. You know the people that you live around. You know, and and, uh, and that kind of decides what you want to do. Another one is, you know, how long do you want to continue to take care of the home as you get up there in age? It's not as easy. And like I talked about, hang Christmas lights is kind of my thing. And you know, my kids love to help, but. It just as I get older, I'm not really that thrilled about hopping up on the on the ladder and doing all that stuff. So I, I contemplate hiring somebody to come out and do it. And uh, you know, there I've seen 82 year old guys climb up on ladders and hang lights and be happy to do it, but I doubt I'm going to be that guy. So I look at it that way. And then you got to look at you know, are the kids coming back? Or, or even more importantly, are grandkids going to be coming back? Do you need to have room for those? All those kind of questions help you decide where you're going to go. Or what if you have friends coming into town, you know, as friends move away, what are you going to do if friends come to town? Are they going to stay with you? Are they going to stay at a hotel down the street? Things like that. So you got to look at it. Um, you know, and then what a lot of people don't think about when they look at this aspect is how much is it going to cost to maintain my home? Um, you know, my community really highlights this point. The difference between utility costs here in Anaheim Hills versus Orange or Belinda is it's significant. 
So if you're downsizing, you know, one of the things you got to think about is, especially if you're going on a fixed income, it's really important. This may be a way to have some extra money every year. And, and not only that, but if you've been in your home for 20, 30 years, your your repair costs are going to start climbing more and more. So it doesn't make sense to go into a townhouse or something a little bit easier for you to live in. And where are your kids? You know, if, if your kids have moved away and they're in San Diego or they're in another state, you got to look at it that way and say, you know, or say they're on the East Coast, are they really going to be coming back that often? Are they going to be, you know, using your home as much as you think? So think about that, you know, get ready to, if, especially if you've got kids in college or you've got kids heading off to college, that question's going to have to be answered in the next few years. And now's a good time because the market is hot. There aren't a lot of homes on the market. We know we've got limited supply. So, of course, values are rising. So make sure if that's a question you're popping up, call your local realtor or call somebody that you, you know, you know, or, or call me even if you want and just say, you know, I want to get a, I want to get a, a value estimate on what my home's worth and start deciding these things before it gets past that point or before you get to the point where you don't know what you want to do or before the decision's got to be made for you. So hang on in there. And then, like I said, think about those questions for a little bit and then I'll be right back here with our story number two. Thanks. Well, hey there, I'm back. It's it's another, uh, another we're going to go on to story number two, I guess, is the best way to talk about this one. And uh, in case you missed the newsletter, if you don't, if you're not part of that already, give me, a, send me an email and I'll be happy to add you to our monthly newsletter, which, you know, kind of highlights a bunch of different aspects of the, the neighborhood and the local real estate market. But one of the things we talked about in that was the uh, market update for May for the Anaheim Hills, Yorba Linda and Orange real estate markets. And in case you haven't figured it out, um, you know, 2017 is is flying by. Can't believe it's already mid to late June right now. So we're going through this one fairly quickly. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this and, and see what's going on. Um, as we as we mentioned in the newsletter, Anaheim Hills is the only one of three to increase the new listings for the homes versus April um, compared to with 92 for May. Yorbaland and the city of Orange both saw drops this month. Yorbaland is seeing new listings drop as much as nearly 20% versus April. So pretty significant drop. And again, it highlights our, our lack of inventory and, and why the market is so strange right now. Um, as far as active listings, with an increase of nearly 27%, 27%, the number of active listings of homes for sale in Anaheim Hills jumped the most compared to Yorbaland and Orange. <coughs> Excuse me. With each increasing about 12% in May. You know, one of the big things, though, of course, is most active listings means that everyone is jumping in at one time and sales are starting to slow, which is likely the case. Sadly, though, this is our prime selling season, so having a market so slow is not good news for us. But, you know, once again, it, it all kind of takes care of itself. Well, if anything, this is going to be the attrition that weeds out the herd a little bit and, and helps get you a real estate agents that, are, that you can trust that have been in the business and, and know what they're doing. The uh, number of homes sold in Anaheim Hills, Yorba Linda, and, and Orange dropped in each city versus 2016 for May, as well as versus 2017. So I hate to say it, but again, it's a sign that our market continues to slow, and especially with the mar- with the Fed um, raising interest rates another quarter point, you're going to see less people, and we've talked about this time and time again, you're going to see less people able to afford a, the home that they want and going to keep them on the sidelines for a little bit longer, so... You know, a quarter interest point doesn't seem like a lot, but it just—it's going to raise rates. We're going to—we're going to clear the four marker this year, and 
my thought is we're probably going to get really close to the five marker if the market continues the way it's going. And, you know, like we've mentioned, there's a lot of kids or a lot of millennials that are, should be buying homes right now that haven't because, number one, they're just not used to paying interest. Um, you go back to interest-free credit cards. You go back to interest-free car loans. The, the only thing they can think about that they're paying interest on is going to be student loans if they have any. So a lot of different things to look at there. Um, days on the market for May further confuse the situation with the days dropping in all three key cities being led by Yorba Linda, which dropped from 50 days on the market to 33 days in May. So 50 days in April to 33 days in May. So with all three cities dropping again, it, it either means we some people came in and priced it too low, or once again, we've got such low inventory that you see a house and it's snapping up. So um, again, that's our quick little market update for the month of May. Hopefully that helped you explain or at least explained a little bit to you and helped you understand where we're at. So give me just a second. I'll come back and we'll hit you with story number three. Hang on. Hey, so we're back here really quick with you and uh, I wanted to pop in and was just kind of reading a story a little bit and then on Inman it's basically three common down payment questions agents should prepare for. And I kind of liked it and, I, and I'm sharing it now because it... I think it it's not only agents that need to be prepared for this. I think, you know, home buyers need to be prepared for this too because as we talked about in, you know, in earlier parts of this podcast, millennials haven't stepped up to the plate yet and one of the reasons for it is that they just don't have the money and everybody thinks they need to have 20% down. And it's shocking how few people actually know the truth that you can buy a home with three to five percent down, if you if you do your homework and you and you go out and you start talking to mortgage lenders and and you know talk to a mortgage guy and say, hey, how can I get into a home? I really want to get in on this market, or I really want to I want to stop throwing my money away in rent or lease payments that you're seeing in Southern California, especially. And you know, I guess probably one of the first guys I would have you talk to is a guy by the name of Mark Koenig, who's a guy that I've known for a few years, and and. One of the reasons why I like Mark is that his business is pretty much all built on uh, is pretty much all built on referral and 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 he he has it's a small business and he and he seems to be getting a it seems to be growing well and he and he and he takes great care of the people that are working that he works with so I'm going to give you this if you're thinking about buying a home just spend ten minutes talking to the guy and just you know give Mark a call at seven one four two nine zero four six eight nine. And just say you're thinking about getting into a home, what are your options? Let them come up with ways to try to help you figure out how to get into a home. That's what they're there for. Their job is to help you find a loan that works for you, not one that puts you in trouble and, and makes you so you're, ca- you're cash poor. But their, their job there is to help you you know, find a home or find a loan that, that can work for the home you want to get, or at least explain to you what kind of home you should be looking for or what value home you should be looking for. So I want to share this with you. Again, I just saw this on Inman, which is you know one of the portals that uh, realtors use and kind of talks about the three most popular questions or three questions that you should be ready for. And the first one is, do I have to put 20% down? And you know, while some lenders and loans they talk about still require 20% down, it's possible to, for, to go with much smaller loans. VA loans are a great example if, you've, you, know, if you can qualify for a Veterans Affairs loan. Um, you don't. There's there's options galore, and like I said, there's a great percentage of home homes that can be bought with three to five percent down, which you know on a on a four hundred thousand dollar loan, it's significantly cheaper than a twenty percent loan or even a ten percent loan. 
Um, and then, you know, how much should I put down? And, and everybody used to say 20%. Well, the reason you used to say 20% was you wanted to reduce your private mortgage. You didn't want to pay private mortgage insurance. And that's the point where you where you no longer have to pay private mortgage insurance is when you get to 20% down or 20% equity once you get home. So even if you have to suffer for a couple of years, if you can only put 10% down and you can, you know, get that, use the equity that builds up in your home or as well as the value that builds up in your home to get yourself to the 20% in two, three, four years, whatever maybe, then you can still qualify to get that private mortgage insurance taken off. But if it's going to help you get into a home, again, talk to a lender, let them help come up with ways, um, get ways for you to get into a home that you want to get or ways to find a loan that you can get that you're really wanting, that you're really looking for. Um, the other one that kind of the big question is our tax, our down payments tax deductible. There's lots of great tax benefits with owning a home. Um, you're in purchasing a home, but not many know, homeowners know that what these deductions are. So as a result, you should expect, expect to be asked whether or not, you know, payments are going to be, are these deductions. Unfortunately, though, most down payments are not going to be tax deductible, but your, your, your property tax and, and your interest and a lot of things that you're going to be paying for, um, there are a lot of tax deductible options in, a, in the purchase of a home. So make sure that, again, talk to an agent, talk to a lender, talk to your escrow officer, make sure you understand what's tax deductible, what's not, and find different ways to... Uh, to possibly save on, you know, your taxes at the end of the year when Uncle Sam comes calling. So, again, just a quick little story that I was reading that I thought you might like. It was by Pat Hyben, who's a, who's a New York Times bestselling author and wrote a, wrote a nice little story in Inman that I thought you might enjoy. So, um, hang on for just a couple more minutes. I'm going to come up with another little story, and then we'll finish up here and, and be all done for the day. Thanks. All right. Well, welcome back for our final episode or final portion of today's uh, Joseph L. Fairchild Realtor podcast. And I'm going to kind of add a new little section to this one in which I want to highlight a home that I that I think is, you know, a, a good deal or a, or a good opportunity for you to find. And uh, this one today is actually it's 621 South Warbler Circle in Anaheim Hills, 92807. And give you a little bit of idea of where it's at. It's not too far. It's off of Imperial Boulevard. Um, Imperial Highway, actually, right across, almost right across the street from Imperial Elementary School, which is right by Canyon High School. So, great little area. And, and go to josephfairchildrealty.com. And when you go into click in the buy section and search, uh, um, search for homes in Anaheim Hills. And, and this one is on the market at 849000 It's being offered by Ron Lippa at Home Sotheby's International. So, great little home that I think you might like. It has, it's a lot size, a little bit over a quarter an acre, uh, built in 1978. It's got, let's see, three bedrooms, two baths. It's been on the market for about 36 days and a little bit over 2,000 square feet. So a nice size home that uh, is probably good for a family of growing, and it's especially in this little cul-de-sac that's only about six homes. Single story. Um, whoa, almost lost my microphone there. That would have stunk because then you guys wouldn't be able to hear me, and I know how much you rely on that, so... Um, kitchen was recently remodeled, both a lot of granite countertops and travertine backsplash, high-end cabinets, so pretty nice stuff there. Top-of-the-line stainless steel appliances, recessed lighting. Um, it's open to the family room in the backyard. Jason kitchen is a relaxing family room and large floor-to-ceiling um, 
brick fireplace, vaulted ceilings, French doors. Again, travertine floors throughout throughout all the bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchen, family room, and hallway. Spacious master bedroom with vaulted ceilings, walk-in closet, French doors. Lots of things, and especially the French doors only being steps away from the pool. And the uh, master bathroom has a gorgeous double sink vanity remodeled with a travertine shower. So a lot of stuff going on in this one. I think you'd really like it. it. It's got some, it looks beautiful inside. So I would suggest that if you get a chance, you know, go on to Zillow, go on to Joseph Fel, go to josephfairchildrealty.com and search for 621 South Warbler Circle in Anaheim Hills. And I think you're going to like this one. So I'll put a link to it up on my website and, and um, maybe go check it out and see what you think. And if you have any questions or if you're looking for someone to represent you, if you decide you want to make an offer on this one, feel free to give me a call at 714-883-1656 or email me at josephfairchildrealty at gmail.com. Again, this is episode 10. Sorry, my voice is a little scratchy today. Not sure what the, what the deal is, why it sounds so scratchy on you. But uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed episode 10 of the Joseph L. Fairchild Realtor podcast. And again, if you have any questions or if there's something that I haven't covered that you'd like to hear me talk about, Give me a call at 714-883-1656 or reach out to me with an email at josephfairchildrealty at gmail.com or even go on to Facebook and uh, find me there or find me on Twitter or find me on Google Plus, whatever whatever social media platform you use. I'm most likely to be on there, even some Instagram every now and then, so you never know. And hopefully you have a good rest of the week and enjoy it, and I'll try to talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.